everybody is doing good today. I um I wanted to touch base on a subject that people are not very familiar with. Um and it's a medical diagnosis called complex post-traumatic stress disorder. It's similar to PTSD, but it has its own twist to it. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. First, I want to say that I'm not a medical professional and that if you do suspect that you may be suffering from PTSD or CPTSD, please seek medical help. This article is to take a peek. This blog is just to take a peek at the terminology and my own personal trauma and struggles that go with it. Um, but if you do feel like you you have some issues with this, I want you to seek out some help. So complex PTSD is actually a relatively a new term in the medical field. And it's probably one that not a, pe- a lot of people have heard about. I think as my generation and the ones behind me mature, it is going to become more commonly used and talked about. We usually associate PTSD with combat warriors that have come home from war after experiencing traumatic events or just being in a high sense of what I would say alert for long periods of time. And it's really easy for us to understand if the traumatic event involves some kind of physical affliction. But the truth is it's most commonly appears in those without any external blemish or scar to, to notice. So to understand this, we first must understand that there are four different bodies that make up our one. So in my book, Mental Struggles and Biblical Truths, I describe these and I touch base on them. Um, But today I'm going to to touch a little bit more. So the body that I'm talking about is we each have a physical body, a mental body, a spiritual body, and an emotional body. Now, each of these bodies represent us as a whole. And as we, technology and um, our familiar, familiar, I can't even say that word, familiarity with um, our bodies and how they work. We believe, and more and more doctors are believing that these four bodies are intertwined. And when healing the body, we must treat all the areas and not just one. It's more of a holistic approach. And it's, it's a struggle because our medical field and our insurance companies are not set up this way. So to get help in all these areas at the same time costs usually a fortune. It takes applications. It takes multiple physicians. And often pe- people do not get the help that they need to heal. And for PTSD sufferers, I believe that the trauma that they have experienced and affects the mental body due to a physical threat. And it's like being in a continued state, even of arousal to protect their physical bodies with our mental stability while triggering an emotional response. 
you know, so it's like you're having to watch your back all the time. So you have to be in a high state of alert, which produces cortisol. And with cortisol becomes that anxious, high alert mobility. And it's people who live in their daily lives also in certain circumstances are living the same way. And I call it survivor mode. PTSD is used to describe those who have suffered one life altering event like this, while complex PTSD is used to describe those who have suffered a series of life altering events that have occurred over an extended period of time. So those life altering events keep you in a heightened state of survival mode. It's usually a fear of what comes next constantly being proactive to avoid the next round of mental threat or a physical blow to your person. While at the same time, you have to keep your emotional body under control. (laughs) I know this sounds very complicated, right? I mean, it's hard. But in my own personal experience, I could never understand why my anxiety and depression appeared when it did in my life let alone the extreme panic episodes where my body felt like it was so out of control. And I just, I kept coming back. Why at this time in my life was this happening? I guess some call it a midlife crisis and others call it a mental breakdown. But for me, I call it my had enough alarm. My body simply had had enough trauma that it was overwhelmed and it just at that moment could not deal with anymore. I learned that my bucket was overflowed. My body had dealt with so much that my mind could not take on anymore. And the series of things that I experienced in my life and the order in which they survived, it left me in a state of constant survival mode. Everything triggered me. And I never realized it before this happened, but I always sat in the corner of a room with my back to the wall, loud noises, and especially yelling or arguing to this day still trigger my defenses, as well as my severe need to put walls up and not trust anybody. I trusted no one and I had a right not to. I had been hurt over and over again, and not just physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. So let me tell you a little bit about my trauma to see the pattern of what I'm talking about. So first, I experienced some sexual abuse as a child. And when that person was finally out of reach, I then entered this smooth talking teenage guy who gave me the attention and infection that I so strongly needed. And then my naivety, being naive with men and the relationships that involved a healthy relationship, I would say, it found me pregnant at the age of 14. At 14 and pregnant, I was trapped. 
I was told by this man would be in my life forever and I had to make the best of it. So I did. So within a month of finding out I was pregnant, he was living with me and I made the best of it. Little did me or my family know that path that we would go down from that day forward. To make the story short, I said that wrong. To make the story short, I did love him and I loved him dearly. And I think at one time he loved me too, but something along the way changed in him. He became very mean and emotionally abusive. He started drinking all the time and I find myself at 15 and 16, taking him to bars and being his DD. And yes, there are bars in the backwoods that will allow teenagers in. But we fought constantly, constantly. Every day was a fight as well as I fought with my parents. He would leave and he would come back into my life a total of 13 times in our relationship. He dated almost every one of my friends till I had very few people I could trust or count on. He told me I was a tramp. He told me nobody would want me when he got done with me and that I was just used goods, that I was stupid and ugly. And most of all, he said that no one liked me and nobody could stand me. They all just put up with me because they had to, and that he was the only, that he was only with me to get what he could from me. And I believed him. I believed every bit of it. When he finally told me that he was only with me to get what he could, I found my exiting backbone and I proceeded to the closest exit that I could find. And on my way out the door, he would threaten my family's lives, my child's safety in my arms and my reputation in that community. It became a toxic relationship to me and threatened my security and my mental well-being. And little did I know at the age of 16 how this man that I had loved so dearly could impact my life and my mental health indefinitely. From there, I finally gained some independence and I worked and I graduated high school as well as took college classes while holding down a managing job at a fast food restaurant. I finally felt like I kind of had some control over my cho choices and my circumstances. I met my husband at the age of 18 and got married to him at 20. And he was like a, a breath of fresh air. I, I knew I had found someone who truly loved me and supported me. And I would not realize the extent of that until later in my life. But God gave him to me and his timing was impeccable. But I never did stop looking over my back. I never knew when chaos would come around the corner and destroy whatever happiness I had. Even when my ex finally signed his parental rights away, I still worried that he would enter and turn my life upside down. Then at the age of 22 and the birth of my second child, my life took another turn. And that turn was illness. At the age of 15, I struggled with a heart arrhythmia 
that was brought on due to stress. It was a benign condition that I didn't know was benign until 23 years later. Then I was diagnosed with cystic acne. I had nickel-sized pockets of infection that would appear. It's almost like boils on my skin that I was dealing with. And then at the age of 22, I had become pregnant and my youngest son, and I was extremely sick for the whole nine months. When he was five months old, I was diagnosed with ulcerative proctitis. I spent 10 years struggling with the disease that later became ulcerative colitis as well as IBS. Then came migraines, interstitial cystitis, with minor bouts of depression started creeping in. And then I struggled with gastritis and GERD with a sore throat that I could not get to go away. I struggled six years with a sore throat and I struggled with finding a doctor that would believe that it was not all in my head. I was finally diagnosed with a positive blood test for Sjogren's syndrome, but my victory was not accepted well. During this six years, I had lost my tonsils, my gallbladder was removed, I had to leave my job and was diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Oh, y'all, that's not all. I also had an extreme flare of endometriosis, endometriosis, which led to three more surgeries in a six-month period. A complete hysterectomy and later a pelvic mass that enveloped one of my tubes that went from my kidney to my bladder. Six weeks post-op, after all of those surgeries, I mentally crashed. You see, right before my last surgery, my doctors pulled me off all my depression and anxiety medications to let my body detox because I was struggling to find a medicine that would help with my depression. I tried outpatient group therapy, but I was too far gone at that point. The trauma of all these threats to my physical body played its toll on my mental stability, and I finally checked myself into a hospital for help. From there, I was diagnosed with insomnia, unspecified panic disorder, major depressive disorder, and later with a therapist, complex PTSD. My body will attack itself without warning. The wonderful gift of multiple autoimmune disorders, the food I eat, the environment I'm in, and the stress I experience, they all influence whether or not I will experience any pain today any physical pain. The more I try to avoid the physical pain, the more anxious I become. Sometimes I will be eating and become extremely nauseous and start shaking. My subconscious brain is triggered by not knowing what food alone that I eat today is going to make me sick or not. Sometimes it can be a group of people that are loud or the threat of a stomach bug or another migraine. Years of not being in control, years of physical pain, years of traumatic experience and medical diagnosis and not being believed by doctors and loved ones 
had left me with a beautiful mixed up brain and a diagnosis of complex PTSD. I never thought it could happen, but I do have better days than not. It is absolutely amazing how much a person can go through, both physically, mentally, and emotionally, and still come out on top. This is where my spiritual body comes into play. The spiritual body is where my core belief system lies. With lots of classes on coping skills and counseling, and as well as studying my Bible, I have a foundation that I can put my trust and my faith in. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Before I was wandering around struggling to trust, and a mind that was so confused by the chaos and my mixed up core beliefs, I couldn't even move forward. Today, I find myself repeating three verses, and these verses are my heart and soul of what I strive to keep my faith in every day. As well as Philippians 4.13, there is also Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Romans 8.28, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. 1 Peter 5.10 changed my life forever. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. It brings tears to my eyes. These are the truths that I hold dear and I make my foundation. It gives me hope. It gives me hope to embrace the struggle. It gives me hope that this will not be forever. And it gives me hope to know that there's a purpose in what I'm going through. One of the biggest truths for me is to accept is that I will struggle with this all of my life. The goal is not to avoid it or to cure it, but to accept it as part of who I am and to learn to live with it. It's not a burden on my back, but it is a strengthening tool necessary for my next steps in life. Right now, that next step is to share this with you and to let you know that there is hope and that you are not alone. I want to edify you and instill you with love and hope for a brighter day that is ahead. With God, you are strong enough to live with your trauma and to let it raise you up with purpose. What truths do you hold on to? that help you in your struggle this day. I would love to hear, and I would love for them you to share them with me, if you would. I hope this has blessed you. I hope it's helped you. I hope that you know that if you're struggling with PTSD or CPTSD, you're not alone, and you can live with it, and you can thrive. 
and it, with God, all things are possible.